Um, well, g'day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Drones for Good podcast uh, coming to you end of August, early September. Um, who can believe that we're already this far through the year, but I'm pretty sure that COVID tends to um, make time either stand still or go quicker. And for us here at Merrigan, it's certainly been moving quicker. Um, that's for sure. Um, as I've done the last few times, you know, I, I want to um, make sure that you know everyone is, is doing well in COVID across Australia, particularly um, our mates down in Sydney and Canberra and Melbourne and those places that are locked down. Um, you know, we're thinking of you all. So if there's anything that Merrigan can do for you or we can do personally, you know, reach out, touch base, say good day, um, and we'd love to uh, love to catch up even virtually. Um, in saying that, super excited today to have another uh, international guest uh, on the podcast, on the Drones for Good podcast. Uh, we don't get a lot of internationals, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, and today we've got Richard Nichols from Airwards. How are you, Richard? Good, thanks, Andrew. How are you? Good, good. And now you're coming to us all the way from the UK. Whereabouts are you? Uh, yeah, I am indeed. So based in London, um, pretty central, so not too far away from the centre, but it's a lovely Grey, dreary, bank holiday Monday over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I shouldn't say this, but it, it, it's obviously a Monday night here. It's about five thirty, and Richard was telling me earlier it's about eight thirty there. And um, we had the most glorious, you know, winter weekend this weekend. We we had sort of you know tops of twenty eight degrees, not a cloud in the sky. So um, I feel for you, mate. I really feel for you. <laughs> Definitely winter. Then, yeah, yeah. Just keep you guys keep calling it winter. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you said you're from London. I don't know a hell of a lot about um, England, to be honest. My sister-in-law comes from Sully Hall over in in England. I don't really know where that is, but it's somewhere up north of London, apparently. Yeah, yeah, not too far away. Um, I didn't kind of. I wasn't born in the UK and grew up here, so yeah. Don't start turning this into <laughs> a geography about the UK because I'll I'll be swiftly googling everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Midlands, let's call it that. Yeah, well, shout-out to my sister-in-law, Alice, and uh, they've just had a baby, my, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, just the last uh, the last couple of weeks. So shout-out to Alice and Jay. Hey, um, Richard, before we dive into Air Awards, that, uh, that is obviously an awards-type um, type program you've got going on, um, let's talk about you first, though. So you're sitting in London um, at the moment. What's your background? How, how the hell did you get to a point where you've established and founded these awards? Yeah, appreciate it. Um, background, I'll give you the hop, skip and jump uh, version for, for your listeners, not the you know hugely in-depth one, but it's very muddled and, and mixed, I guess. I started off working in a helicopter company um, out in the UK, so did three years there in a huge organisation, tens of thousands of people all around the world, um, kind of found small cog, you know, huge, huge company wasn't really sitting well with me. So came up to London to find my fortune and found that instead the roads were paved with chewing gum and lost dreams. Uh, no, that's really negative. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, we, For a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There we go. Just reflecting the weather. Uh, wouldn't be British if I wasn't. So no, I kind of came up and um, started my own digital agency with my business partner that, um, he had actually kind of been doing a little bit before I met him called Vitamin London. And we built websites, apps, platforms, um, really during the whole responsive revolution of people converting websites to mobile, you know, the app revolution, the app store. So it's fantastic to be at that forefront, I guess, of technology. So mm -hmm. 
I was one of the first people to download Uber when it came to London back in 2012. One of the first people to download Tinder. Um, you know, just all these <laughs> nice all these one. Apps. I missed yeah. the whole Tinder revolution. I missed it. I was already in a relationship and now married, and, and missed that whole Tinder revolution. <laughs> oh well, there we go. That's, so that's how I got married. So uh, yeah, Tinder success <laughs> story right there. But I guess I, I liked being at the. Um, at that forefront, you know, just seeing where technology was mm. taking us, heading, etc. And after leaving that, taking a bit of a mishmash, working with startups to help them scale, help them on their operations, help them on their strategy, which is more where my background is. Um, huge respect for creatives and, you know, people who can come up with things. So doing a all of that, we kind of come to two, three years ago, actually no longer, because last year was a write-up. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. three, four, three, four, four, five years ago. God, that's scary. Um, yep. And just met to met a drone company completely randomly um, on jury service, of, of all places. And <laughs> nice. I, don't know, I think I just got in touch with the other one. So one of them was Visual Skies, um, who I met, and there's a drone platform called Drone Prep who help okay. connect landowners and drone pilots, you know, realizing that professional drone pilots, hobbyists need to take off from somewhere and to kind of get the buy-in from people um, who own the land that you need to take off from. So that's kind of drone preps remit. So yeah, stepping my toe a little bit into this world, um, just enjoying again, where this technology was is taking us and it's just, seeing really the more i got involved the more i was like okay new industry obviously not terribly new but a lot of people are saying that this is the best place to to fly drone no it's not that we're the best place no australia is the uk you know a lot of people kind of going around that way that's um there are lots of expos happening uh, a lot of white papers going on and i guess from that background that i've just given you um the creative world have a huge amount of awards and recognition from developers to designers to owners to teams to companies you know and we found that it was a really great source of boosting team morale boosting our own profile um helping the team improve as well you know the quality of their work and so i thought hang on i wonder if anything like this happens in the drone industry um mm. there's a, a couple that i'm aware of that are very vertical focused um, there's drone responders out in the US, there's women in drones, there was the million dollar Dubai um, prize, I think, that went on, but nothing that took, I guess, what the Oscars does in the film industry, yeah. or what, you know, what BAFTA does in TV, or what the Brits do in VMAs, doing music or anything, so... Probably got that one wrong, haven't I? Which one is it? You know, close is enough. I wouldn't have a clue enough. either. <laughs> there we go. But you're exactly right. You know, they don't necessarily exist. And, um, you know, you may be aware of the Australian Association, uh, the Australian organisation, um, the AAUS, Australian Association Frontman Systems, and they do their own awards. But you're right. You know, that's very focused on their own membership group within that silo of AAUS, and it certainly is, isn't worldwide. So is that the is that the gap that, that you found that, that you tried to plug? Yeah. Exactly. So I think trying to come at it from something that had an independent, so it's not you know, Amazon links or I'm not an ex-employee of a 
manufacturer or anything like that. Um, just going, right, well, if we can have something that champions, identifies, recognises and champions positive use cases, then hopefully not only for the industry, learning more about what's going on, but also for Joe Public, being able to have these user stories and user cases kind of presented to them saying, look, we understand the perception of drones isn't fantastic, it's improving, but have, you know, did you even know that drones are being used for this or for this or for that? And almost everyone in the industry professionally is working hard to, to kind of cover off responsible drone use. And mm. I just thought those stories really just needed to be told. So, yeah, having something that's global, um, anyone from a two-guy two company all the way up to huge companies can apply um, making the categories relevant to the various different sectors, having a people's choice in there. So, mm. yeah, I, I am aware of the AAUS um, awards and, you know, what it does and where it goes into. So it's it was exactly those type of places that we were trying to say, okay, you know, can we have something that's completely, doesn't matter where you are, where you're from, um, what you're doing, you can kind of apply to this. And I think um, you're exactly right. And, and, and awards are really important. You know, we, we live in a world where everyone gets a participation trophy and people don't like that. And and that's not what we're talking about here. We're looking for the cream of the crop, aren't we, across the different industries. And, um, you know, I'm on the board of AUS and I emceed the, the gala dinner this year where we gave out the awards across the five or six different categories. And they were hard fought. Like people people fought for those those awards. Have you seen the same level of kind of uptake with yours or have we seen a, a slower start? And we'll get into the awards a bit more in a second. Um, and do you think you'll have a larger uptake you know into the future definitely hoping for a larger uptake um so it was super surprising actually i think because a lot of judges really um put their neck out for for the first year you know huge respect to every single one of um the judges who came on board you know i personally spoke to explained what we're trying to do explain the ethos of who we are, the fact that we're a not-for-profit, independent, I think, gave people a lot of um, respect from that side of things and confidence that what we were doing was was right. So they helped huge. I can't really underplay, I think, how much our year one judges helped us just bring that respect for the first year. So it enabled us to have almost 200 entries um, wow. in the first year, yeah which you know you cool. just say okay wow where and also you know you can see from the winners the caliber of entries and companies and and use cases that were coming in so i think that just it definitely blew me away a bit you know when mm. first couple are going on you know you're just like this is amazing and then you get to the end and you just think how on earth have we done this guys you know first year no one heard about it we didn't exist six months ago um how have we managed to kind of get this this reach, I guess. So, yeah, year two. I, I don't really want to say that we're trying to go. Oh, and in the end, we want tens of thousands of people applying. You know, I think we still want to keep that quality coming off, mm. which we're managing through our criteria, our brand pillars, our requirements, eligibility, etc. But yeah, definitely hoping to try and capture more incredible stories that are out there that are undiscovered. 
I've so many questions and I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about judges and I do want to talk about the not-for-profit side because I know that's important to you. But um, let's take about 15 steps back because um, I think your passion, you know, comes through with, with uh, and obviously I can see you face-to-face and um, just through what I'm hearing, you're obviously quite passionate about it. We've dived straight into to what it's all about uh, in, in a bit of detail. But what is it? What, what are the awards? What, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you trying to achieve? I think what great question. What are we trying to achieve? Big big picture stuff. I'm such a micro. I need to unnerve it to be more macro and big picture. Um, honestly, it's we're on a mission to try and recognize. Um, actually, you, you guys can be, yeah, you, I, th- I think I've it's a great platform. We're starting our, um, yeah, we're starting our year two in September. So I was going to say that what we're trying to do is drones for good and. We've actually spent a lot of time over the summer developing a new um, strategy, I guess, that underpins a new messaging for, for our communications. And yeah, first time exclusive for, for the public outside the company to hear it is it's going to be... It's my first exclusive. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so rather than a drones for good, which I think a lot of people use, everyone gets on board with, you know, it's a great thing to, to have. Air Awards next year is going to be more about um, spreading the word about positive drone use and use cases and demonstrating how life's better with drones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, life's better with drones and keeping that focus on the stories, really, that are coming out. But um, I think that's where we really want to be headed, and that's why we're doing it, um, to, to make sure that recognition happens, you know, that it's important for for small companies, for individuals, for large companies, for just everyone, I think, to be recognised for their positive work um, and then taking that positivity out into the public to say, you know, look what's going on, look what's happening and, you know, aren't, isn't this incredible? Aren't these use cases amazing? Um, so I think that's really the macro view of, of what we're trying to achieve. That's really cool. And, and you know, part of what you're talking about resonates with, with me and with us because that's exactly what we're doing here. You know, it's all about drawing attention to people doing amazing things in this world. And, um, you know, only last week or a week before I spoke to um, Amy Lepany from Sunbirds and they're all about um, socially responsible drone use, you know, using solar panels on drones, not not fuel-based drones and, and other things. And so I think um, I think this, this all really aligns with that whole drones for good, you know, kind of um, kind of angle. Um, Rich, can you talk to categories? So, so what um what what types of entries are you getting? You know, what type of categories can people apply for? Yeah, so I think it was again taking note of the various different ones that are going out there. Very specific. Um, we kind of took a step back. It was the two biggest pieces of work I think that have happened with us are the criteria and really nailing that down and categories and I don't really don't underplay that because that that took a lot of time last year so I started off with 150 which is a bit of a joke and categories or criteria yeah yeah categories 150 do you want to make this a full-time job for yourself is that what you're trying to do (laughs) well that's it it's a full-time job already I definitely I don't know what I do a bit of an Oprah and everyone gets an award you know you get an award you get one so I started off genuinely just going, okay, where are, where are drones used? You know, mm. what, what industries are they used in? And so I just collated this huge list of everywhere that drones are used and it came up with 
I think it's 123 or something, but yeah, <laughs> a huge amount, ridiculous amount. And kept getting told, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, you need to bring it down. And I thought, brilliant. I've settled on 50. Great. 50. You know, people are going to be happy. <laughs> and yeah, obviously that didn't work. I've now brought it down to 23 main categories, um, which hopefully cover off the breadth of the industry. You know, so it's all about the first three on um, kind of what do you do as, as a business? So are you involved in the technology, the operations, the sporting services? Where do you do it? So the industry field, and then why do you do it? The giving back. Um, so in each of those five groups, we've got 23 categories that cover off everything from counter drone systems. You know, we wanted to bring that into it, um, sensors mm. and payload, delivery, repair and maintenance training, agriculture, transport, energy, um, humanitarian, emergency response, yeah, all the way through there. And then we've got seven people's choice categories where people can nominate individuals or companies who they think should be recognised and then kind of goes to a public vote rather than through our judges. So that one was actually a huge sorry just going off on a little bit of a thing because that really did the people's choice in our year one generated i think it was 10 more over ten thousand votes basically wow. and ended up breaking our, our awards platform who kind of got in touch with me and went um what's going on and i was like what do you mean <laughs> they were, you've got like you know eleven thousand sessions or something hitting our website in the last two days and you you've gone from a hundred um and i was like i don't know we, we posted about our people's choice awards yesterday that people can vote on and again that was just i think so so indicative of people wanting to recognize individuals you know wanting to nominate people and say what andrew's doing is incredible and you know we'd get in touch and say andrew you've been put forward by two or three people and it's just a really feel-good feeling i think for for people coming together in the industry so there's a there's a notable missing category, and that's uh, best drone podcast. When are we going to see the best drone podcast category? <laughs> Quickly typing that best drone <laughs> podcast. Okay. Now 124. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is. I've had a few people, you know, as you can imagine, over the last few months, um, throw a lot of. Well, there should be this. You know, why haven't yeah. we got this category? What about this one? And I think we're going to do our best to try and put one or two more people's choices in. Um, mm. we're keeping the main ones just because it was a huge amount of work to, to kind mm. of get all those together uh, for year two we're going to keep it but that's not to say that come year three we can start to go okay what else can we explore by then you know you're three years down the line drone technology is changing really rapidly so what can we do to, to adapt as that changes um, but yeah so- no drone podcast <laughs> Drone podcast. I'm going to keep telling you now every time. Um, so let's talk about your judges as well. So um, I, I love the fact that you've got judges. It's not just, you know, random, you know, people can effectively buy votes and get themselves, you know, awards and stuff. But conversely, I think the People's Choice Award is awesome because it does really allow, you know, people to be elevated based on, you know, people um, people getting getting their say. So, so who are your judges? Where did you find them? Um, I should throw in a bit of a plug here that one of the judges works from Irrigan, uh, Will Stamatopoulos, um, great guy based in Sydney. Um, but where did all these judges come from and, and how did you find them? How did you vet them? 
persistence, nagging. Nagging is probably a good one. Um, That's how I get my yeah. podcast guests. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly how you do that. Um, <laughs> honestly, I think because I'm very new, you know, first first one in the room to put his hand up and say, you know, I have not been in this industry a long time. I don't pretend to, to try and be some amazing, knowledgeable person about everything going on. So I started off local. Um, I think the first person I talked to this about, I, I don't think I know the first person I talked to this about was a chap called Will Barnes, who works at Fraser Nash in the UK. Um, okay. Again, I knew, knew Will from back in helicopter days at Augusta Western. So just kind of broached him. And he was the first one I said, look, you know, who, who in the industry, you work in the UAS division at, at this company, who do you know who I should be getting in touch with, who, who I could kind of bring on board as judge? Um, he threw out a few names. I think one of those was Gemma Alcock, who's mm-hmm. huge in search and rescue out here. She mentioned Charles Werner. He yeah. mentioned Sharon Ross, you know, and it just triggered on Great. from there, really. <laughs> so, um yeah, and I, th- I made sure that that was a real massive part of, of my job last year to reach out, to do my research, to to not just go off the back of one suggestion. So talking to someone like yourself, you know, I might say, who do you recommend? Um, Dr. Catherine Ball out in Australia came up quite a few times. And so we reached out to her last year and she's super busy and so she's actually come on board this year which is phenomenal um so yeah just just through that i think and then talking to people again explaining what we are what we're trying to do um not forcing anyone just saying look a few people have mentioned your name they've kind of sorry they've thrown you under the bus to to talk (laughs) to me Um, so yeah going about it that way i think was that was one way huge importance to me um like i said i'm fortunate enough to grow up in different countries so i really did not want to make it a uk centric awards or a french or a brazilian or something so i've really tried to make sure we've got a judge from every continent um a judge that represents each of our categories and a judge for kind of different expertises so yeah just bringing on, I think, all of that was super important to try and get this little melting pot together and not just have 20 judges from London, you know, in the public safety arena, therefore giving this really valuable, specific point of view, mm. but not able to bring that kind of breadth to it. Yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, just some of those names um, that you mentioned, you know, I immediately recognise as being worldwide, you know, global, um, you know, experts across the UK, across the US, across Australia, um, and I'm sure that goes broader um, as well. And a specific aspect of Air Awards um, that, that I know you're quite proud of or quite passionate about is that um, you guys are non-profit. So that this isn't about generating a ton of money for Rich to go out on, on the weekend in London. Um, it's about <laughs> kind of giving back, I guess. Um, why, why did you go down that path? And why does that mean so much to you? To... Yeah, two really easy reasons that come to mind. One, um, I think being involved in a lot of hockey stick growth companies, you know, in in my um, agency days, just wanting to do something that was a bit more slow burn, coming off, you know, broader, um, broader reaching. Um, and also 
having something that, like I said, is independent, you know, isn't here so that if with corporate sponsors, with branded content, with anything that we do on that front, with entry fees, which we've wavered for the first three years um, until we kind of get a bit more established. So any of that, people know that it's going to keep in that positive feedback loop. Um, so anything we can do is then just bettering the, the marketing or you know, the communications. I'd love a day when we can actually do full-blown case studies on each of the winners and say, look, you're a two-person company in Madagascar. Don't worry about it. We're here. You won, you won an award. Like, how can we get that story out there and get that message out there that you perhaps can't, you know, you don't have the funding of DJI or Wingcopter or, you know, places like that. So we can kind of help you with that. Um, so, yeah, those were the two really important things. And it's definitely helped. It's definitely the judges, for example, in the first year, a couple of them said, look, we wouldn't be joining actually if you weren't a not-for-profit, you didn't have that independence, you didn't come with that Swiss neutrality almost. <laughs> yep. So I think it's yeah, the right decision and it's one that I really want to be championing again. I think if we're championing positive drone stories, you know, you can't have me sat on a yacht in Barbados <laughs> working back and it's not something... I aspire to anyway. So, yeah, that makes uh, that makes complete sense, and and it's uh, it's a pretty cool kind of way to um, to look at it, and, and the way to kind of drive this forward. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot, Rich, and, and you're not going to like it. Um, what was your top winner or, or top organisation or top case study that was submitted? Now, I'm sure you actually can't give me one because um, because that would be unfair. Maybe what was a standout? What, what was something that, that really sort of stood out to you as, a, as an entry possibly from last year's awards? Please put me on the spot. We're recording this, aren't we? Okay, this is, this is going on. All right. <laughs> um, so I've kept myself, again, with all this neutrality, keeping things in the big, et cetera, I actually kept myself really removed from the entries and who we were, because I guess I was talking to so many companies I didn't want to potentially have someone say, oh, you know, we've entered. So I just went, oh, cool. I have no idea. I don't know, you know, and our awards manager is handling that. She's not talking to me about it. So I actually only found out who the winners were the kind of week before when we were trying to prep all the acceptance videos and everything like that. And I had to keep myself from kind of going, oh, my God, I spoke to them. Or, you know, yeah, I heard about this platform. Um complete cop-out you know every one of the judges had their favorite and every one of the team you know had a kind of our non-exec director outboards for example works a lot in the music industry and so for him doctoral technologies and what they're doing with two-way aerial audio just blew them away um ella is a massive you know animal lover and so which is a company out in Switzerland and, and what they're doing using drones for fawn rescue was was amazing. Um, preventing wildfires with AV, Inspire Africa group and helping kid teach kids STEM. But all of that, I guess, those are just, I'm going to now have to mention all 23, aren't I? I've mentioned a couple, <laughs> so now I'm going to have to go through. But um, <laughs> not that those ones come to mind for any particular reason, but... I think it just showed that actually 
the breadth of the user cases that are going on mm. was just phenomenal. And I really liked it because no matter who you talk to, everyone had a different answer for kind of what was something that they stood out or sorry that stood out for them. Um, and maybe that's because the industry you're in or because of something you're super interested in or because one of them is pushing BV loss, you know, and showing the capability of that or, yeah, I know that's my cop out and I'm sticking to it. I personally no, that's fair. I, I found like all it. of them. But <laughs> that is a real Switzerland response. But, but I think it's great, it again, you know, you're showing that there is a real, you know, there's a line in the sand around the ethics that you guys are trying to portray and, and push forward as, as or not try to show that you are showing um, as part of this. Well, an easier question for you then. Um, where are we going with these, these you know, air wards and, and these awards into the future? What, what do you think it'll look like in 2023, 2024? You know, what's your, your vision maybe that, that, um, that came out of the strategy work that you've just done recently? Yeah, um, I think five, again, we've done a massive change. I used to have uh, something else, I think, five-year plan, keeping it near us and, and realistic. I'd really like to be changing people's perceptions of this te technology. Um, discovering things that don't exist at the moment, so discovering ways that drones are being used. Um, I'd love to be able to influence educational side of things, which you know, tie into that educating people um, and solving, solving problems. And probably a big one, um, allowing humans to be a bit more human through this utilisation um, of technology and not having tech take over like in the Terminator or something. So I think <laughs> what I mean by that is, you know, you hear some of the use cases about, okay, it takes three days to deliver medical supply through this mountain pass, et cetera, in something that can be done in 45 minutes by drone. And it's just phenomenal being able to leverage technology and I guess make sure that when we use this technology, it's for these positive reasons. Um, you know, everyone, I think, straight away goes, yeah, but drones can be used for, for bad. And I immediately point out that cars, you know, can be used for bad and in plenty of different scenarios, but we still get into our cars every day, some of us, and hurtle 70 miles an hour down a motorway. But it's because we've got laws and rules and regs and people taught how to do it and, it's been a hundred and whatever it is, 20 years, cars have been around. So yeah, five years for us, I think is, is keeping on that, um, keeping on that little bit there. And then 10 years, 30 years, I think allowing, having air wards as the de facto place for people to, to be recognized and allowing a space for innovation. So yeah, having something that people go, hey, we need to do this use case, you know, we need to get it finished now because we've got the potential to put this into to air wards and be recognised for our work. I think that'd be an amazing place to, to head to. It'd be pretty cool. So yeah. the, the here and now then, so year one has just finished and we've got a bunch of amazing award winners and um, I'll get you to plug the website in a second too because I know <laughs> our listeners are going to want to go and listen. But what's the here and now um, for Air Wards? So year two is about to start and, and what are the major muscle movements or timeframes that people need to um, need to focus on? 
stats here we go this is one of the worst things i'm at like background keep, keep forgetting to to plug stuff like this so uh <laughs> key stats <laughs> we um yeah we're finishing we start year two literally in two days september um entries open on first of december so we've still got a couple of months just to for the website to change for people to register start hearing more about us finding out more about the winners and some content that we want to be producing um, around them. So key dates, 1st of December, entries open. This year's a bit of a shift change. So if I get dates wrong, it's because I've only just finished, you know, redoing it. But we've got a slight change to how how we're running the process. So it's going to be a lot simpler, a lot more focused, um, a lot easier to, to enter into kind of around one of reviewing from the judges so the 20th of january so I'm kind of giving people two months to get that first entry in and then from there we're going to go through three rounds of, of judging um all the way to the winners being announced end of may so kind of six months between entry and winners announced and then six months again between that so two key dates first of december and winners week may next year May next year, maybe we'll do a podcast in um, late late May next year, and we can we can talk about all the all the fantastic winners. I'd love that. Sounds good. Um, Richard, we're, we're going to have to. Um, I had so many more questions for you, but, but we're running out of time now, unfortunately. Um, so, but I do want to make sure we get across um, where people can find more info. So, where, where do people go? You know, jump online and find out more about what you're doing and what you've done. And specifically, I guess two things: one is to look at the winners from from year one, but then secondly, um, look at how they get involved for year two. Where, where do they get that? So everything, yeah, find on the website. Um, the winners should be the first thing you find when you land on airwards.online. Um, so go there, check out some of these user cases, you know, get in touch, connect with the companies. Um, like I said, it's got a huge breadth of different use cases. So really encouraging people just to go, oh, yeah, again, I never knew that existed. You know, what's, what's flyability doing or what's happening over here? So just do that, get on there. And yeah, we're going to be putting up links on the website for people to, to register their interest to, to get involved on. So just keep an eye on our socials, keep an eye on the website um, for more news coming up over the next month. Well, month. I'm being pushed over the next two weeks or so. But yeah, <laughs> I keep saying over the next month. <laughs> That's awesome, and and, and I um I would encourage all of our listeners to jump onto Airwards um dot online and, and have a look. I, I jumped on obviously because I, I do some fantastic research prior to getting on podcasts with people. Um, I shouldn't say that the the one that does most of the work for me, Zach, um here at Mirrigan, um has, has made a bunch of notes, and and I jumped on the website and had a look, and uh, it, it it is honestly even though I'm involved in the industry, it's unbelievable just the the technology and use cases and things that that you know people have put in and um they've won so i, I would uh, i would highly encourage everyone to jump on uh, and have a look sounds good appreciate um, rich we're gonna uh, we might wrap it up there i'll let you um get on with your day although it's a bank holiday so that's okay um i'll uh, i'll get downstairs and, and give the kids some some dinner um mate thanks thanks again i, I 
the, the whole reason we do this podcast is to speak to people like you and others who are you know actively trying to make a change and, and a difference in this in this world and um I, every week i speak to someone different who's doing a slightly different thing or a very different thing and um you know this is this is unparalleled the work that you're doing you know worldwide so um thanks uh, i guess from the industry you know thank you for the time and effort and, and hard work and sweat i'm sure you've put into it um so far and let's let's see how big it gets in the next few years appreciate it thank you and yeah thank you for having me on the podcast i think it's great to be on something that echoes that kind of ethos and i know you guys massively um promote safety and and the work you do and the services you fall in so we appreciate being on something like this thanks richard appreciate it and ladies again once again um thanks for listening to the drones for good podcast um as you know i'm andrew crow if you've enjoyed the show um, today, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast uh, and give it a rating. Uh, it means a hell of a lot to me. It means a hell of a lot to the team um, and allows us to keep pushing forward. Uh, Rich, from the other side of the world, thanks again, mate, and hopefully we'll catch up uh, in late May next year and we can talk about some of these winners. Definitely. Hopefully catch up before that as well. <laughs> yeah. See if we can get these borders open. Talk soon. Talk soon. Cheers, Andrew.